0: Wow, are you brushing your teeth or are you smoking? Are you you sound super fine.
1: I don't know, I just put a piece of chocolate in my mouth.
0: What kind of chocolate? Um
1: It's this organic chocolate and uh is dark chocolate and coconut. Why organic? Oh. Cuz it, it was there cuz it was there at Costco. Uh,
0: oh, Costco. Okay, that makes sense.
1: Love All me some fu- Costco.
0: All the fucking candy to buy at Costco. You're gonna get the fucking organic one.
1: Well, I really like um not almond joy, but the other one. I never remember Milky Way? Whatever coconut one that doesn't have the almonds. Fuck. I'm just not. What I'm is just that? Not, I'm just not big into the almonds, so I don't know. This I'm not a- an almond guy. I don't this like This is a shocking revelation. Do what not about like chocolates?
0: What about chocolate covered almonds?
1: I mean, a friend of mine at work, he he brings in, he's like a natural lifter, like or whatever yeah. you want to call it. He yeah, he, he only does like push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, like body He's weight Pretty stuff. jacked up. He's in good shape. I mean, he's not gigantic, but like he's yeah. in good shape. And he always brings a mix, like half regular almonds, unsalted. And then half with uh, chocolate covered. Have we we're went gonna,
0: down this? Have we went down this avenue yet?
1: I don't think we have. All right, we're gonna check this right at the podcast,
0: by the way. But uh, go ahead, continue.
1: So he uh, he'll offer me if I have to stay for graveyard shifts. He'll be like, "Hey, man, do you just want some of my my almonds to get you through?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, sure, that sounds good." And I will purposefully leave all of the unchocolated almonds mm. and only grab the ones that have chocolate. Fucked up thing
0: is the chocolate doesn't rub off onto the other almonds where you could justify it in your own brain like man i mean these shitty almonds but at least there's like a little bit of a rub of the chocolate on them so i, I get a little bit of sugar a little bit of flavor that's not how chocolate almonds work
1: no not at all they're like
0: they're like fucking M&Ms you might as well just have the 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 candy casing around it
1: right and of course so, that's the only reason i really eat the almonds because i want the chocolate can and i tell the you what a fucked I, up thing is like, I don't even. I'm not even that big of a chocolate fan. So man,
0: this is unbelievable. This is fucking unbelievable. So I'm not a. I'm not a chocolate coconut guy. I'm just not a real coconut guy. Period. I got to be in a mood for it. Um, like coconut shrimp. I got to be in a mood, dog. Um, so I'm. I'm already distracted. What I got going on at work is I have usually Two different assortments, two mixes, if you will. Okay. One of them is just almonds unsalted with lightly salted peanuts. And that's all that's in that fucking thing. All right. Okay. So I graze this thing, I don't know, three, four times a day. And what I mean by graze it is I'll open it up and I'll grab a fucking one or two handfuls. You know what I mean? I'll kick the shit around with it. And then I have my second one. And my second one, I mean, it's really just candy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to keep it real. It's got (laughs) granola, like the chocolate granola. It's fucking candy. You know, it is. It's it's candy. I've got the double chocolate almonds. Mm. So they're almonds, but it's double chocolate. So it's more chocolate than almonds. It's like fucking, it's like they found baby almonds for these.
1: That's the perfect fucking mix right there.
0: Boy, is it. (laughs) But then I'll throw in uh, chocolate-covered peanuts, and then I'll also throw in um, – because uh, this is the only time I'll ever get it, sunflowers, the the unsalted sunflowers. So this is how I justify getting my sunflowers in is I have it mixed in basically with a bunch of fucking candy. Um So I'll bounce. I try and stay away from that one. Right. But if I'm having a bad moment at work or if I'm just fucking whatever the reasoning, the justification for, okay, I'm going to the candy mix now and I'm getting fucking two, three handfuls of that shit. I try not to go to that because I'm really trying to get to the summer here and trying to tighten up the core. And I'm trying to run again, Jess. And I'm trying to do I'm trying to do core three times, four times a week now and really work on the legs more. Cause because it's it's fucking hot right now, Jess. That's why I asked you if you can hear the fan, because it's already 80 degrees in Fresno right now. Shit. Yeah, dude, it's fucking hot. So my like windows
1: 60 degrees here.
0: Bro, it's hot right fucking now. Last night was the first night we slept windows open.
1: Damn. So it's
0: yeah, it's time. That uh that global warming's a motherfucker. Let me tell you, shout out to those polar bears because it's 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 a it's a fucking problem. So um not only do I have these two items at my desk. But because I'm just a protein freak and I'm about, you got to get your proteins in you. you, you know, where where are you getting your proper proteins with your lifting and, and with the amount of gains you want to keep, right, Jess? This is yeah, something yeah. that is very important to us because you know you're supposed to get, again, Jess, a gram of protein for every pound. A big guy like you, it's more like two grams of protein for every pound, right? How, what's the Arnold shift there? What's the numerics? So,
1: this is where it gets tricky. Like, you you can really, if you start getting into fitness a lot, you can really go down some weird rabbit holes. I was talking to a friend of mine who last year was able to get down to seven point some percent body fat. Oh, Jesus. So, and and now he's not big, but he was very chiseled. Shredded is what we like to call it shredded. That's what we and like to call it. I was talking to him and he was like, So, a guy your size, like a guy that weighs as much as you that doesn't look fat and obese, like, how, mm-hmm. what are you doing and how, what are you eating? Mm-hmm. I said, Well, I've spent like the last two years basically powerlifting. So, three to five reps, four to five sets of each, with like up to three minutes in between wait time. That's a
0: long fucking time.
1: Three minutes. I mean, it can take you. It it can. There's been times when I've been in the gym for like an hour and I've only done like three body parts, and I got to leave. I'm done. I'm toast. So God. I told him I'm switching my I'm switching things up. I'm lifting lighter, more reps. Mm-hmm. This is my get ready for the summer yep uh, workout routine. Mm-hmm. I told him as far as eating goes, I said the general rule of thumb is just what you said. It's about a gram of protein per body fat. Or uh, per per pound of uh, per pound of uh, yeah uh, body weight, and he goes. Now here's the thing: I dropped down to seven point whatever percent body fat. I went and had my body like measured. Mm. I guess there's these machines or whatever. Oh boy! Literally tell you how much muscle mass you have in your right arm. Yeah, these are amazing. How this much- is above a nutritionist.
0: This is sports science medicine. Yes,
1: here. this guy got all sorts of squirrely on me. Started breaking shit down, and he said the real rule of thumb is not per pound of body fat or body weight; it's per pound of uh, muscle mass in mm. your body. Mm. So he told me that what I need to do is go to one of these, you know, sports science things. And have my body fat to muscle mass projected. And it prints everything out for you. It tells you where your problem areas yeah, are. tells you where your muscle mass is mostly being built up. And he said per pound of, of muscle mass in your body. I've yet to do that. Mm-hmm. We actually have a place uh, that's over by my work. It's a pretty old school gym. But they, they were able to maneuver this machine into their building. And you just stand on a scale and it just measures your entire body. Everything It's
0: unbelievable.
1: It costs about $45 per time. I was going to gonna say a hundred bucks. No, nah, this one's about 45 bucks. And uh, they say that you should do it at least twice a month until you kind of figure your body yeah. out. And then yeah, you can start doing it maybe once a month, once every uh, other month. So I haven't done that. But as far as what I've been doing, eating wise, uh, protein it's a pound uh, a gram per pound i i'm
0: going to fucking uh wrap my mind all night around per pound of muscle mass not necessarily per pound of body weight that's gonna fucking that's gonna just rattle my drum all night tonight jesse so thank you anything listen anything that we do after this Ladies and gentlemen, because this is staying in the show, I've requested this three times now, Jess. Uh, listen, we're just feeding you food for thought in all aspects of life, and uh, in my opinion, it's going to be difficult to top this one, uh, you know, which just all shitty sports takes uh, downhill from here, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Hey, you guys, <laughs> it's Patty the Batty, and fucking- anybody that listens to the show, especially this one in particular. You can hear shitty sports takes from ESPN, Fox. Anywhere. Anywhere. Uh, anywhere, literally. You're going to hear them from us here in yeah. just a few minutes. Yes. But the stuff we give you on the out... That's the stuff that you really should pay attention to. It's That's the only, this, is, this is my
0: opinion. The only reason that we still have any listeners because, again, the sports <laughs> takes, they're either laughing at us or where we were right, where we were wrong. I, I, think, I don't think we have as many people that agree with us as we did, I don't know, five, six years ago. And I was doing this because, again, we like doing this every few weeks before we actually kick off the show. I was rattling my brain because someone was talking about Don Fry on Twitter, and we love to plug our Twitter at TeamToss21 with the old Twitter account at sporty underscore nuts with a Z um, where we were able to have thousands of followers, thousands, not just the 300. So uh, <laughs> we were able to score Don Fry. And I was thinking back to that interview. It kind of gave me a deja of a, a deja vu moment because the anniversary of that fight with takiyama it, it just came or, or it's today or, or it was this past what was week? it yesterday
1: i think it was yesterday
0: and when we talked to don he was so intimate about talking about that fight and my assumption is because he's talked about it so many fucking times but re- do you remember just how great he was talking about it and talking about after the fight and talking about how enormous the saitama arena is you know the the fucking tokyo dome you know where the 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 arenas that the young bucks sell out
1: yeah uh don fry was great and and, uh i mentioned this to you via tweet at uh valdez spelled backwards 559 plug uh that don fry he he's an og when it comes to the fight game uh he was uh uh, what was the original fight club type thing nhb nhb He wasn't
0: an MMA guy. He was an NHB guy.
1: Don Fry has been from one side of the world to the other fighting guys in a cage or a ring of some kind. Sometimes
0: multiple on one night.
1: And the fact that he said, oh, you want to interview me for your tiny little podcast that doesn't, you know, isn't simultaneously broadcasted anywhere? Yeah, sure. Why not? That was enough to make me more of a fan than I already was. And then for him to be promptly on time, get on the mic and just talk and just kind of let loose and let go of everything. He was, he was uh, proficient with his words, you know, very eloquently spoken guy. You would think a guy that's been hit in the head as many times as that may have a skip or two in a sentence. Not, Not Don Fry. Don it Fry. Top notch, was great. Top notch guy.
0: Jesse, we've had three fighters. And if it's more, please let me know. But these are the three that I remember. From the old, pre Zuffa days, and maybe, and I don't even know if uh, does Baroni count? We had
1: Baroni, my favorite. We had
0: Baroni, and and again, these are these, in my opinion, these might be A and A one, one, one A, the best interviews you ever did. And then uh, Gary Goodrich, with Gary Goodrich, on, and Gary Goodrich, he, he wasn't he wasn't the best interview. He was great. He was good. Was it me, mid mid, mid mid? But he thought he told some great old stories but we were able to have the older cats right?
1: and like am i missing
0: anybody i might be missing somebody let me know
1: we we've had others on we've had plenty of other people but it, uh again i'm talking the, about
0: the old guard because it's old, like Lee and all these stuff. Guys. so many smiling sam but so many ufc fighters
1: and a lot uh, of these guys by the way we were snagging back when they were fighting up in canada or you know in Mexico, whatever um, bull bullfighter ring, like a lot of these guys and <laughs> we getting Bellator. Got, you know we we Sha- we, we were getting one
0: FC when one, one FC.
1: I don't even think it was on American television.
0: I, and this was before streaming. Remember that we were getting Victor Coy
1: Yeah, Victor Coy Yeah, <laughs> he was he was actually a big fan. He was he was spoon feeding us. I'm saying, and that stuff was super cool. Uh, how about uh, Mark, guy from uh, Canada?
0: That's what the Pavlich, the Pav,
1: it's the Pav, Mark Pavlich, man. He also I, I now I'm only saying this because this is our podcast and I, and I can, but I believe that Pav was a fan of the show. I think that he listened and yes, I think he, he paid attention because he was a brand guy. He wanted to make sure that everything attached to his brand was gleaming bright and shiny clean, nice and us. he did that for for the Pav every single time, and he. Boon guys like Alvi. Uh, I think he got his pro Gonzalez at one point in time. Yes. He had lots and lots of, of Yes. Oh, because of the path.
0: Listen, we've scored them all. We've had a lot of incredible fighters. I, I,
1: I What can I say? But Baroni uh, yeah. was my favorite. His stories. I just had that feeling that Baroni was going to come on and say a bunch of wild shit and then he did. And just fly out the mouth and, but, and, no. <laughs> <laughs> Brody came out and he told his stories about being drunk and partying with all these other fighters and getting into fights in, in the streets in Japan. And, and that interview was my favorite.
0: Yeah. It's, it's difficult in the game we've done. It's a hundred over a hundred interviews. We've been very fortunate over the several, several years that we've done this. I feel like again, we do this every three, four weeks, but I know we still have a lot of newer people that are listening to the show. So when you hear us talk about combat sports, maybe you've been watching combat sports three, five years. Uh, we say it with a badge of honor. We've been watching this sport for, Jesus, I've been writing about it for over 20 years, watching it for over 20 years. Jess has been watching. Jesse and I have been talking about combat sports for, Jesus, eight, nine years now, close to 10 years.
1: At least Um, least around 10 years now. Yeah, Yeah. close
0: to 10 years now. So I, I promise you we're not novice at this.
1: This is That Other Sports Show. Let's go!
0: this previous past UFC that just went down? Did you watch any of this? Did you see any of this? The stuff that's going down?
1: I saw highlights. I actually watched a couple of the undercard fights because it happened before I had to go to work. Yes. And thank God for ESPN Plus that their their stream actually worked with no flaws. So I was able to... It's rare, but it happens. I was able to watch these fights, at least some of the undercard fights. The main card was really and I believe it was probably it's probably the only show in my time watching the UFC that I've seen that many bonuses served up. Is
0: it because they just didn't pay anybody? I mean, we can get into that.
1: They probably didn't didn't pay nobody. They didn't pay. pay. Dana had all this overhead
0: and he's like, well, I don't want to look like an asshole because all these (laughs) stories are about to come out of me 12 and 12 and all these guys. So
1: let me, (laughs) let
0: me just fucking start handing out uh, 50 G's here and there. Um, to kind of just jump around the card, because, you know, we don't like to spend a ton of time recapping here. But Craig Krylov, I figured that fight would deliver, and boy, it did. Durden Mok- uh, Mokaev opening was fun. Pavlovich, uh, Shamil was fun. That ended in a knockout. Grundy, uh, Makwan ended in, in- a kind of choke in less than a minute, in a minute. Poor my Grundy comes out. They're telling a, a great story about his dad and his dad's there and his dad's crying is emotional. And then he just jumps right into a, a, a fucking bad sloppy double leg because he got socked and he got choked out in a minute. And then they just didn't show his dad ever again. It was <laughs> well, it's you- just one of those things that happens in combat sports, right? Like it's clear. They're clearly trying to put fighter Ray over showing his dad, showing him at home. And then he just gets beat in a minute. It's just bad. Um, Jess, I'm going to jump into some of the main card here. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So Ilya Tupiria, uh, we assume we, you and I were jumping back and forth on these fights. Um, so it's not about who was right, who was wrong. But uh, Tupiria, I said he's being set up here to be the big star. And he knocked out Herbert something fucking fierce. Nasty knockout. One of the multiple highlight knockouts, and, and this is why uh, they handed out a lot of bonuses. Uh, without talking too much about Patty the Batty, because we'll jump up into his fight, it seems to me like at some point the trajectory is for these two guys to fight. Jess, what are you thinking? Okay, so uh, where I was at, uh, Tuperia versus Patty the Batty. It feels like that's what they're trying to put together here. Without going too much into Patty's fight, because we'll go there. Uh, do you think this is the fight they eventually set up? And what are your thoughts on uh, Ilya? Early thoughts?
1: No, I, I I think you're I think you're on to something there. Uh, both guys being hometown guys, both guys having winning records, both guys being exciting in their fights and getting finishes with the uh, the way that they do. Tapiria, I think I picked Herbert in this fight. I feel yeah I feel like uh, somebody should give me my money back. Like I wasn't fully prepared for what Tapiria could could swing at, and uh, he basically took Herbert's head clean off. It was a pretty vicious KO. He looked really good. Hometown crowd loves that shit. Uh England fans are ravenous for their, yes. their, their fighters, their athletes, their hometown crowd, people, Patty, the Batty, he goes out there, he gets the finish. Uh, I think that we both kind of figured that Vargas was the fodder in this, in this fight. Um, he was kind of just meant to go out there and get beat up. And he did Patty, the Batty, He's, he's technically sound. He's got good submission uh, and a uh, good submission technique and uh, I, I think that he could have problems with a, a stronger uh, Taperia uh seems to at least offer more strength, a, a bigger strength advantage. Um, but I think that this is the fight that they're going to set up. And uh, I would love to see it happen. Um, but we've also heard, or at least from what I saw on the uh, intranet, that Paddy the Batty says he will not fight anybody in the top 15 without getting paid yeah. top 15 pay. Um, Tapiria is not top 15 guy, but he is undefeated, and I think it would be a huge fight and a very big draw for a main event-type card unless you throw Tom Aspinall versus Shuey. Uh-oh. Paddy the Batty and Tapiria as the uh, co-main. Any of those combinations really makes another England card really tough to want to pass up.
0: Yeah, I, I need to see the revised rankings because I'd like to see what they do with Aspinall. We talked about it last week. If he's able to get rid of Volkov, he's going to jump up the rankings. I've been saying this for the past six months. They're really trying to create new stars in that heavyweight division because they got to find a way to push Nagano out and push these newer guys. Uh, I just heard Nagano is going to be out for nine months. So clearly... The, the The groundwork is there. It's being laid for him not to fight in all of 2022, which, which again is something we discussed here. The patty, the batty thing is interesting, and, and I want to touch on the on, on the pay stuff. Uh, since' you're, since we're talking this fight, Jess we'll jump right into it. Vargas came out game, he came out swinging. He cracked patty early, but it wasn't enough to hurt him. I don't know if it startled him, but it, it was just enough to make the fight serious. Uh Patty is 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 well rounded, but still a little rough around the edges. A little raw. Uh, I think that yeah, a little raw, you're right. I don't know if he's ready to be taken out of the oven yet and fed to those uh top 15 dudes yet. And I don't know if Tupiri is the fight to make yet either, because these two dudes might be the future of this sport in this country, you know, on this side of the pond, as we like to say. So uh, I would probably put that on a back burner. Now, if both these guys get knocked out of their next fight, maybe we revisit it, but we'll see. Time will tell. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Patty. Patty is the is in that, uh, and I think I might have said it last week, the O'Malley area, right, where he is clearly a star. He's a rising guy. He has a buzz. He has a following, right, and it's crossing into America now, not just regional, so what happens there? Does he, does he get paid? Does he renegotiate? Does him saying the same thing that Sean said, that the same thing that we're hearing a lot of fighters say is, hey, man, if you want me to take a step up in the division, I'm fine doing that. I want to step up and pay. Does that rub Dana the, the wrong way? Uh, time will tell, right? We'll, we'll
1: see. Um, How about a matchup with Amir Khani? Nah. americani comes out there he's he's been well known in the sport for quite some time he's had his ups he's had his downs we've all we are all aware of that if you follow the, the fight game close americani goes to england he subs out quickly grundy who was obviously the fan favorite with his father in the audience and mother sitting there crying and tearing up the whole entire fight americani goes in there plays the role of the of the villain and finishes the englishman off early What if Patty the Batty, you set him up with Americani in a fight where Patty the Batty can get his revenge for his fellow countrymen?
0: I I like that idea, but I don't know if, again, if we're about protecting Patty, I I don't know if that's the fight I'd make. I I think there are other fights they have to make to be uh, just a little bit more protective of him if they're thinking of him as a future star, right? Now, if it's a, hey, we're going to throw him in the fucking mix and see what happens, stylistically, that's a hell of a fight. Uh, I'd love to see it. I mean, I would absolutely love to see it stylistically. Um, that's just a hell of a fight. Uh, I want to touch on some of these other fights as well. Uh, Gunnar Nelson versus Sato. I mean, it was fun. It was a bit of a banger, right? A mixer, if you will. Uh, heavy Gunnar Nelson. He looked great on all three rounds. Uh, but the, the meatball molly versus Luana Carolina fight. Yeah. That's it. That's the fight, right? This is a fight where Molly clearly she became a star this night, in my opinion. This is the way you want to push a fighter, male or female, going forward. And credit to Luana. And I said this when we discussed this fight last week, Jess. She is going to make a great dance partner here because she's going to continue to come forward and she's going to mix it up. And that's what she did. There came a point in this fight where I could tell, OK, I don't know if Luana's going to be able to hurt Molly, but she's going to continue to come forward, come forward, come forward. Can Molly make her pay? And boy, did she just.
1: Yeah, uh, I thought that Carolina had this fight won, to be honest. I, th- I thought I-, I had her up on my scorecards. I thought she had uh, she had controlled the pace of the fight, which was electric, by the way. The, the-, the pace that Carolina set for this fight was insane. Throwing everything, <laughs> throwing everything. <laughs> Uh, mccann has had in the past issues with cardio and kind of slowing down i believe carolina's idea going into the fight was i'm going to push 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 until she either breaks her or you know like she proves to me that she can hang with me uh on that level um i i believe that carolina was throwing the good strikes she was she was mixing it up really well she looked she looked really good for the fight that she had uh until of course that insanely from nowhere, blindly thrown uh back spinning elbow or it was what, great timing. Wanna...
0: It was great timing, Jess. It was it, it was it's... insane. I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> I want to give Molly credit. Like, I want to give Molly credit, them. Jess. Let me let me step on you here please do, please. because you know me. I'm I've in the history of us doing the show, I never like to say that was a lucky punch. You never Ooh. throw a lucky punch. Every strike you throw is thrown with intent. Now, when she threw that, that I'm assuming here was a fighter's mindset, not that I'm some fucking type of fighter or anything, but using a fighter's mindset, she's thinking, she's walking into every single thing that I'm doing. So I'm going to slide, I'm going to dip, spin. And when I dip, spin, she's going to walk, not see it coming, and this elbow is going to hit her perfectly. And that's exactly what happened.
1: I honest, uh, to, to jump back in my thought, I just can't believe that that – Elbow was thrown with the intent to smash her cranium inside out. Boy, did it. I mean, it put her to sleep. To, and with her eyes open, I swear to God, for a moment I thought, is she dead?
0: Yeah. Her
1: we all did. were, she was staring at the ceiling, counting the stars that were spinning around her head while she was unconscious and could not move. It was insane. My thought behind how she threw it and why and when is this. She was already getting teed off on. We remember that whole sequence. She was getting teed off on. Carolina's coming in really hard. Mm -hmm. I believe Carolina felt that this was a good time to put the pressure on and try to get an end to this fight.
0: She was trying to turn the momentum
1: for sure. McCann is bent over like the opposite direction as she's getting pummeled from behind. And for whatever reason, Carolinas comes in head down, which I did not understand what that was for, but she did. She came in head down. Maybe she was going for a a rear naked choke or something from behind like that. Maybe a takedown from behind. And then McCann throws the elbow. In my point of view, and I am not a fighter either. Don't worry about this, folks. And I'm probably wrong. I would love to hear from other. Unless it's Twitter Uh, FC, then Jess is looking for all the smoke. But, yeah, if you're Twitter FC, man, I'm looking for all the smoke. Let's do this. Uh, but in this case, I think that it was more of a defensive move to hopefully hit her with something enough to back her off. I, I, I like that call, too. I like that call, too. To be her skull. And what a finish.
0: It's, it's incredible, too, because the pace, like you mentioned, and I'm, I'm actually clicking on this fucking fight because I want to see if they've got the stats on it. Uh, the pace of this fight was fucking unreal. Furious. Um, Furious. Right, now, now it's coming around. Uh, both of them threw over 150 strikes. And um, the, the head work, it's 118 strikes by uh, our girl Meatball. Um, and, and also shout out to Meatball. She just looks a lot better physically than she right? did two years ago. And I mean, you know, not to sound like a hashtag horn, but it, it's she just looks physically better, and when you look physically better, you're gonna have a little bit more gas in the tank because you're not carrying that extra fat, you know. And, and and that means a lot in these divisions when it's five or ten pounds, is the difference in divisions that that means a ton. Just an absolute impressive fight and and display by both fighters, and I hope to see Luana again. You know, maybe these gals meet each other again down the line. But this is a big trending up for Molly right now. And Molly did everything right. She hopped over the cage. She ran to the crowd. She came back with the fake belt. She got destroyed <laughs> online. But you're listen, you're either a big fan of a fake belt or you you think it's cringe. People were
1: calling it fucking cringe. and in, Those people suck my in, balls. Molly in, McCann. There you go. Huge wow, fight. Jess. Jess is a huge big belt fight. guy we is he a, want big a huge guy. fight if I'm in a if I'm the underdog or if I'm just set up to fail or if I've had an up and down career and I get a about finish, an up and down fight if what I get an up and down fight in that manner in my country I'm gonna go fucking balls to the walls nuts and all y'all can <laughs> suck it for anybody who's out there telling me that's cringe because he picked up a fake belt suck it folks. What's she deserves all the credit right now in the world because she won that fight in a huge way and uh I expect uh, her to come back and do some more damage later. What? I
0: don't I don't know what the best ran out of the cage or hopped the cage is out the best one of all time. Like the, like the, the the in my opinion, the crown one is uh it's when Aldo did it in Brazil, right? Woo, yeah, that's to me. That's the, the then he just, he ran
1: to like the 27th. He row. almost fell over that cage.
0: <laughs> he ran to like the 47th row. Cause we've seen them all. We've seen guys do the flips and the dances and the Connor make it rain money and the get out and jump in an opponent's face. We've seen all of those, but the, I remember he did it to Aldo and Aldo had his daughter. Remember that? Yeah, Connor, Connor, really Connor's just, that fucking creates waves. We can talk about Conor in a minute, right? We are talking shit. But, uh, of- but let me say this. I'll go do, I'll own do it. And I don't think it's cringe. It's in the fucking moment. It's, hey, maybe it's a little corny. But I, I'm a big fake belt guy. Uh, I, at least once a week, grab my uh, two-and-a-half-year-old son's AEW belt and hold it above my head with one
1: arm. As you should.
0: So I I, uh, who the fuck am I to talk shit? I'd be a hypocrite. I do this. I do the fucking same thing. And I didn't just come out of a three round war. I came out of a fucking uh, hour war fight with my son trying to get him to eat his fucking chicken nuggets and keep keep on his eye chair. That's about it. Uh, Shout out Chris W. Powers, by the way. I miss you, buddy. I was just thinking about him right now because thinking about parenting time. We're trying to get Chris off for some Bears talk, but he's doing some parenting time. We'll have him on sooner than
1: later, right, Jess? Of course we will. Football um, season's a long way away. You know, we, we got time. We'll get we're Chris
0: gonna, and we'll, we'll talk some football. We got lots of
1: guys to actually bring on. Probably want to uh, like, talk football. So.
0: Dan, Dan Hooker versus Arnold Allen.
1: Oh, um, Lord.
0: <laughs> so I, I don't know where to start, but I want to start here. Why is everyone picking on Dan Hooker?
1: There's, there's there's really no reason for to pick on Dan Hooker.
0: He's losing Dan, a lot Dan, of fights, Dan but when Hooker, you lose a lot of fights to elite competition, who cares?
1: So I, I like to use this term, uh, consummate professional, and Ooh. I try to only use it on people that I believe fit that mold, and Dan Hooker fits that mold. He is a consummate professional. He goes in there, he takes fights, he trains hard for those fights, he doesn't half-ass his training, he doesn't half-ass himself in the cage, he treats fans well, he's well-respected amongst... All the fighters that I've I've heard speak of him, and he's obviously well respected by uh, Dana White because Dana White came out and said some pretty powerful words. He said, "You know what? It's not like Dan Hooker's coming in here and losing to a bunch of chumps. He's losing to top notch competition. Everyone he's
0: losing to is either a top three or five guy, or Lord knows where Allen ends up in his career."
1: And and Dana literally 61. said, D- Dana literally said, "Dan Hooker can do whatever he wants from here on out." And again, and, and those are powerful words. And obviously, Dana can change his mind whenever, and he probably will. But for the time being, Dan Hooker doesn't take easy fights. He takes fights that are really, ta- uh, really tough, really hard, and that will push him. And this was just a freight train coming at him. Again, hometown guy. I didn't really know much about Allen. You were on the Allen train to begin Man. with. I didn't really know much about the guy. He came in, and he Fucker, looked it. it's hard. Phenomenal. It's hard,
0: man. Wow. Nobody throws hooks like he throws hooks. It's so unique how he throws hooks. And shout out to my real boxing people. And if a real boxing person heard me say this, they probably want to slap me. But dude, when he throws those hooks, it's so much like marvelous Marvin Hagler. No one, no one throws hooks with the intent. And just the ferocity that he throws them. And it's the body hooks too. Like he just, throw, it's its the southpaw position. It's almost like a croc gym style of hook that's impossible to describe unless you're watching Allen. And if someone watches, if someone's listening to this and they have that MMA comparison from a southpaw, please give it to me. Because it's not, it's not a Diaz Brothers style of hook because they don't throw with that type of intent. It's the fucking fastball in baseball. It's again, you're you're throwing it in a motion where you are the intent is all bad. It's not even to protect your hand, it's to break whatever the fuck is in its way. Like it is evil. And that's why when he's hitting and only that, he was hitting hooker with like sevens and eights. You see times you'll see guys, you know, they'll throw a two or three and they'll look back and see, damn, what did I do? Man, Allen just kept punching and punching and punching and punching like that. He was not letting off of Dan Hooker, the relentlessness and the ferocity of the punches that he threw. I mean, there was no fucking way this fight was making it out of a round, in my opinion. You ain't getting hit with those punches. There's really not a lot of anybody in that division that's getting hit with those punches and going, oh, I'll be all right. I'm just going to walk these off. I'll, I'll, I can survive these. No, nah, man, that, that dude's hitting you as hard as anyone is hitting you in that division. I'm telling you, Jess.
1: It's crazy. Uh, Allen's last five fights is obviously the, the, the win over Dan Hooker. He beat Sadiq Youssef back in uh, um, April, April of 21. There's a big gap he in beat, his
0: fights, and that's the thing. He January of
1: 2020, mm-hmm. beat Gilbert Melendez July of 19, and then uh, Rinaldi back in 19. Those were the only fights he had where he fought more, more than one time in a year. But Allen, for whatever reason, if he's setting it up... I believe it's injuries. Maybe whatever, it's contractual. Yeah. Maybe it's both. But this guy... It's like he saves it all for, like, that one fight a year, and then he goes out there and he just blows up on people. I mean, he's, he's got huge wins over some big names. And I know Gilbert Melendez in 2019 was not Gilbert Melendez from 2012, but let's face it, folks, still big names, Gilbert yeah. Melendez. And Lance and Yusuf are nothing to shake sticks at, and he beat both them. And now he absolutely destroyed Dan Hooker. And Dan Hooker is a big name, as far as I'm concerned, uh, within that division in the UFC.
0: Credible win, and I am excited to see what they do with this dude next. I have my fingers crossed that he does not have any injury issues. I would love to see him back in there in three or four months. I don't know against who we've done a poor job of playing who you got, what do we do with them next. day? we can always do that next show, but uh boy, I would love to see what they do with this fucking guy because man, the may and again, styles make fights. But, and maybe it's just because he was at home and he just hasn't fought in a while, but there was, I mean, there was really no caution in this fight. He threw that shit right out of the, right out of the cage and said, let's, let's let our hands go. Let's bang, bro. <laughs> um, Aspinall versus Volkov. I think I played in safe,
1: but I'm on Volkov here. I can't remember. Did we both go you, Aspinall? You went Volkov. I went Aspinall. Yeah. Went- Trent and I went uh, hometown guy.
0: Hey, we yes, I tried to play it safe here because I wasn't ready if Ospinal was ready, and boy was I wrong. Um just just fucking impressive. And he's got some fast hands, Jess. Give me some thoughts on this fight.
1: Well, believe it or not, he actually looked healthier weight wise in this fight than he has his last other uh, last couple fights not fat 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 not fat 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 he's still got some of that baby fat if you if you will it happens um, but you know when you're what is he he's uh, like over six feet tall 255 pounds it's gonna happen uh, Aspinall has been primed by many people as the next big thing in the heavyweight division uh, and usually when that happens the UFC will slow your roll and feed you a bunch of cans, wrestling term right there, to uh, get in there and win and look good so it beefs up your stock, gets people interested in you, and then they watch your fights and buy the pay-per-views. Well, this was the first time, I believe, in his career where he fought a guy who at least at one point in time was a world champion. And in the UFC, I believe he was at least a top 15. I believe he's top 15 now. And Volkov, he's a lengthy lengthy striker, and I mean like he likes to throw the leg kicks. He's got 10-mile-long legs, so he likes to throw that front kick. He likes to throw the jab. He's not a strong power puncher. He does have finishes, but most of his finishes usually come the way of submission. Uh, Aspinall, what I was surprised about was how quick he moved for a guy who needed to get with That side movement, too. Big, big man moves really fast, really good on his feet, and he throws some heavy leather. We saw that. He threw some heavy leather, and was he was lighting uh, Volkov up. And then instead of going the route of, oh, I'm a big heavyweight, I'm going to finish ground and pound, blah, 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 boom, 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 boom on the ground. He said, I've got him in a predicament. I'm going to finish this in submission. He took his arm home with him, and uh Volkov's now missing one arm.
0: That was a great submission. Anytime you get was- a submission – you get a submission from a heavyweight, and you sub Volkov, who's not a slouch on the ground. In my opinion, that's an impressive win, Jess. You're shotgunning him right up to the top and saying, "Put him in there with Tui the Shoei." Tui the
1: Shoei, man. I'm
0: trying. I'm telling you, Jess. They want that Tui the Shoei versus the Black Beast. Uh, they want. They they want to find. They want to really put Tui the Shoei in there. Uh, I'm sorry, Gagne. They want that 2 of the Shui gagne fight. That's the the heavyweight interim title fight. Maybe Aspinall wins one of the uh, – maybe he gets a – what do you call it? Fucking interim fight. Or maybe he gets – you get to fight the champion fight. But, uh, I mean, outside of him, maybe he fights Stipek. Is is As- isn't Aspinall the perfect guy for John Bones Jones? Is that guy still want to fight? Anyway? Does he still fight? What's he doing? Is he is he is he, is fucking...
1: he bailed out yet? Is he, uh, is, he he's, is he how's he his was, stuff coming? He's
0: got a lot of he's got some legalities. I don't he's know, he's got if, things going maybe on. Maybe he's trying to make some stuff work out with
1: the baby. They're gonna pair up with their, their attorneys.
0: Maybe he's gonna be the guy that wrestles Seth Rollins at WrestleMania.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: He's been putting on muscle. He's going to probably look bigger, if not as big. Put some, uh, put some sweat parts on him, like they do. Almost so his legs don't look
1: like chicken legs. Well, but you he, know what?
0: He's got strong ass legs. I ain't trying to shit on his legs. I'm just saying.
1: Here's a matchup for Tom Aspinall. I'm ready. Andre Arlovsky. Oh Jesus! Arlovsky's on like a five. I think five, he already knocked three. out. I think he already knocked out Arlowski. No, like, he fought Arlowski. Are you sure? Yes, I'm almost positive. Let's, almost let's positive. let him fight. Let's <laughs> let him fight Andre Arlovsky. I mean, you're only
0: putting this on tape. It's not like somebody <laughs> can fucking Google the fights and then look and go, oh, actually, Jesse, you were wrong. He fought him like three fights. Yeah, I could have swore he just beat him. But you're right. I, I think Arlovsky's on a win streak. Um...
1: Arlovski is on like a five-fight win streak. They're all decisions, but who so, cares? He's so maybe Aspinall fight. wasn't in there. Throw him in there. Right. Aspinall versus Andre Arlovsky. up-and-comer versus the legend of the game. Stepe versus
0: Aspinall, bad fight. You don't like that one? You are throwing that one right in the trash? I think
1: it's I think it's too too much too soon for Aspinall.
0: What the <laughs> fuck has Stepe done? He hasn't fought in two years.
1: Yeah, Stepe still. You know that's that dangerous. Come, has he really? You know that man's gonna come in in shape. He's I'm got that boxing. Less. He's got that speed. Yeah, uh, I'll give you that. He's he's just. I think that he's gonna, he would be a little bit too much on the on the feet. <laughs> and Aspinall, even though he likes to go to the ground, he likes to tend to start trying to test where he's at with his opponent as far as strikes are concerned. Trending Volcom-
0: up, trending down. Can I go uh, trending up, trending down? Just a counter argument. Yes, please. That's it. Trending up, trending down. Aspinall's trending up and fucking. Ace trending down. He yeah, uh, the fights the fights with DC were ages ago and then the Nagano fights were fucking 2 and
1: 3 years ago. He's done he's he's done nothing. That's what I've been fighting. pulling babies out of burning buildings.
0: Yeah, he's there. He's, I mean, I just don't Always know if he's doing up. I just I don't know. I I feel like I would I feel like that's a 50-50 fucking fight right now. I don't know I don't have the Faith in Steve Bay than I did three years ago. It's not, and this isn't him versus DC where he's fighting a blown up heavyweight, and this isn't him fighting Nagano where we just keep going, well, maybe Nagano's too green. Like Steve Bay's old, he's been fighting in the fucking UFC for 10 12 years. That feels like a perfect fight for him.
1: Um, it could, I mean, if you want to, you can make that the up and comer versus the legend, I guess that works too. And oh, okay. Stipe, you, you obviously- holds more water than uh Andre at this point. You want
0: to you want to do uh, Aspinall versus Black Beast? That immediately so you're immediately doing one of two things. Aspinall wins. Now he's got two big names under his belt and now there's no there's no disputing he should be fighting whoever wins Gagne and uh our boy. Um or you do uh Black Beast wins. Well, now Black Beast is right back in the mix.
1: I still right? think Shuey fits in there. I think, dude... I, just, I think, I I think Shuey I think, I think think versus Gone
0: is the fight. No matter what. Shuey versus Gone is I the think,
1: fight. I don't, like, I don't like that matchup for Shuey. I think that you want to add a fun fight that's going to be exciting, most you likely. Think that in, fight's going to be exciting? And I think, no, think Gone is, is 100% over, Shuey. I, I think that... I think he gets blown out. I think he gets uh, TKO'd on the ground hard. I don't even think that it probably lasts the whole entire first round.
0: You think Gagne knocks him out that quickly? Yeah. I probably have to say I think I agree. But you, <laughs> but the fight's got to happen. Here's the thing, right? Here's why you're right. Because Tui's going to take chances. And Gagne destroys people that take chances. He's going to pick them apart when he takes those chances. So you're right. Probably doesn't Probably doesn't last a round. Cause two weeks, one is last few fights going, fuck it. I'm biting down on my mouthpiece and throwing big punches. And one of us is getting knocked out and it happened against, uh, and he was able to do it against black beast. He was able to do it against Greg Hardy. I don't know if he, uh, Gagne goes, fuck that. I just, I pull back. I pick you apart.
1: How do you, and- how do you, how do you go to surreal gone after you smashed out a guy who's barely a fighter in Greg Hardy? Like I just don't see I, I just I'm don't get just the just
0: it's about ranking Jess it's just I'm just I, I going just, I, just I understand UFC ranking up that I I see uh
1: I see him I see Tui is is fun he's an exciting guy he's he's good on the mic he's entertaining when he's talking uh, he's entertaining in the cage he he can, by like you said he bites down on the mouthpiece and goes straight forward and tries to throw heavy heavy shots and I think he's the number one
0: ranked dude I'm not even joking I think he's, I, I think he's the number one ranked dude. I'm just
1: telling you, Cyril Gone destroys him in one round.
0: I agree. I agree, and and you and I are in
1: agreement. But I think and I, styles I make fights. Where you're coming from, and I understand that. So you
0: got to make the fight at some point. It's got to happen, and then there people are going to argue. Hey, Tui's got a fucking puncher's chance, and at heavyweight, anything can fucking happen. Okay,
1: right, then we do we do Gone versus Shuey. Yeah. Aspinall versus Stipe and Stipe's comeback.
0: I love that. We just booked it. That's there it. There we go. You do those, you could do those fights on one UFC main event, co main event, and you're booking it as, hey, whoever fucking wins it. My computer sucks. I'm trying so hard to get to, um, the heavyweight rankings and my computer's just taking an absolute shit. I can't even get to the schedule, let alone the UFC rankings. But um, I think that's the fucking fight. I think, I think those are the fights and the co-fights cool to make. Jess, I am dying to look at the schedule here for this week's UFC. There's not a ton of fights to talk, but there's like two or three fights to talk. Is there any chance you could pull it up or no? Or... I have the fights. I have the fights. Can you? What fights are you interested in? And, and shoot them out to me. I'll tell you who I got. You have Very mid.
1: You have Askarov versus Kaikar of France. I think that that's the first actual... Incident.
0: That's the that's that's the sexy fight.
1: That's the sexy fight. That's the interesting fight. That's the fight that's going to determine you know, who truly is tr- going to trend up and who's truly going to trend down in that. Uh, Askarov comes at you with that wrestling background. He's also undefeated minus a draw. Kaikar of France has had some losses, but in recent memory, he's really come along strong and he's looking like a contender. And he's been beating down some people that have names attached to him. Uh, Jay, I'm going to let you go ahead. Tell me how you think this fight goes. How's it in?
0: Give me the names one more time because I'm so busy losing my mind over this computer that I forgot them already.
1: So we have Askar Askarov. He's primarily a wrestler. He's got some striking background. And then, of course, there's our boy. We talked about on the show before. Kai of France. Fight Now, New Zealand. Team Robert Whittaker. <laughs> Striker, obviously. I think all everybody in that camp is a striker. Uh, they're coming at you. Kai France twenty three nine. Askarov's fourteen zero in one. Um, you and I are both big Kai France fans.
0: Um, he is a dog in this fight, which is very intriguing. My assumption Money. is, my assumption is here. This is the old school striker versus grappler. With Askarov being the superior grappler, you and I have talked about Kai Car France's grappling game. You don't sleep on it, um, but uh, Askar is just, he's really, really complete. And uh, I would not be surprised if he submits of France sometime in the second or third round. By the way, I, I did not realize Asgharov is ranked number two by the UFC.
1: Askarov, by the way, I did not know, went to a draw with Brandon Moreno.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, dude, he's yeah, he's yeah, he's he's no the joke. real deal. He's the no real deal. Like, I'm I'm I am not going to shit on that guy. He's the real deal. Um, okay, so now I've got the card up. Hey, Mark Di- Diakisi, I I'm not, I'm sure I'm not saying his name right versus uh Borkashev or whatever the hell. That's a fun fight. Uh Latifi versus Olinik. That's a fun fight. Is Olenek finally going up to heavyweight, or I feel like he was bouncing around the two hundred five, two twenty five for was
1: He was doing two hundred five for a minute. He's this is a heavyweight fight between Latifi. Uh, I think it's it's funny. Hey, get, to, who, I it's funny to see Lear Latifi fight at a heavyweight, but let's face it, man. Olenek is like two hundred and twenty five years old. But if you've noticed on his Instagram, and folks, please reach out to Alexi Olenek's Instagram. For a man who is the age that he is, and he's an older guy, man is in phenomenal shape.
0: I am. Uh, I, I wanted. I, I. didn't get your pick. I think though, who you got on the, uh, on the, on the Kaikar France fight?
1: Oh, uh, I. You know what? I, I got to go with my boy. I think Kaikar France is going to shock the world. A- Askarov has uh, lots of tools. Lots of tools. Uh, but I think Kai car Francis is going to come out. He's going to shoot at the hip. And I think he's going to be able to land some strikes and, and, uh, pick up that win. I'm going to go TKO finishes him out on the ground, but I'm going to say it goes to the third round.
0: I hate the fact that my, again, my computer wants to work, does want to work. And now I'm seeing that there is a fight that was canceled. And I want to make sure that I'm not talking about those fights. Um, Matt Brown versus Brian Barberina. Barberina You're getting right. thrown back up in the mix. This is fun one fight. of those um, stylistically should be a hell of a fun fight.
1: Two um, Let's Bang Bros. Uh, who you got? Uh, this fight, uh, Matt Brown, the immortal Matt Brown, is going for the UFC record for knockouts in a career. If he can really? knock Barbarina, he will be the number one holder of that record. And I think that's pretty amazing because Matt Brown has been around for such a long time. We've seen him for such a long time. And uh, you know what? Barbarina's a tough guy, but I have this sneaky feeling Uh-oh. that Barbarina was brought in to get knocked out. To so, do the job? To, to get knocked out. Matt Matt, Matt Brown is a – don't get me wrong. Matt, Matt Brown is phenomenal. Even at his extended age, the man comes in in shape – he trains year round. He just, he's, he's, uh, he's just the guy when it comes to that type of stuff. Like he never is out of shape. He's always fight ready. And the man has hands dynamite in his hands and Barbarina's slick. He's got some, uh, he's got some ground moves, a little bit of wrestling and he can strike and he will try to strike with people, but I my money is all over Matt Brown picking up this record. Yeah.
0: So, uh, just to make sure we're on the same page, I'm going to Askaroff winner. I'm going uh Latifi winner. And I'm also going die Di- the Matt Daikesi winner. The but, is gonna win that fight for sure. All right, thank you. I I'm dude, I'm gonna play spoiler here. I think Barbarina knocks Matt Brown out. I think <laughs> this is one of those old I think you're right. I think he was brought in to do the job, but I think he bites down and he catches Matt Brown a little bit early. This is a this is a styles make fights, but Barbarina's like the five-year younger Matt Brown. So this, this is where it goes all bad. Um, I'm assuming Joanne Wood or Alexa Grasso is from this home state because for them to be this high up the card, it makes no sense to me, Jess, but who you got?
1: <laughs> uh, I like Alexa Grasso. Grasso's the vet. Uh, Wood is the uh, – uh, she's been around, but she's a little bit more of the up-and-comer, I guess. Uh, I like Alexa Grasso. I always have uh, stylistically. She, she uh, can fight standing up and, and on the ground. Uh, I I'm gonna pick a decision in this fight, but I'm gonna go uh th- by way of Grosso. Um yeah,
0: I agree with you. I don't have a ton I don't have a ton to give on this fight. I, I probably won't pay a ton of
1: attention to it unless it's exciting. That sounds fucked up, but I'm being honest. I have other comments to make about the exciting part, but I won't because I don't want to sound sexist on my own podcast. Don't do that. Don't do that. Be a gentleman. <laughs> uh Curtis blades versus
0: Crick. Chris, I'm gonna always butcher this guy's name. Daucus, Daucus. Curtis Blades is ranked is the number four ranked heavyweight. The last time he fought, he was knocked into fucking another orbit by uh the Black Beast, I believe. Um, <laughs> who you got?
1: Uh I've got uh I've got uh Curtis Blades. Blades is uh he's coming in uh He's a little bit quicker, uh, Daucus, uh, I think both these guys fought uh, actually uh, at lighter weight classes at one point in time in their careers. Uh, Dawkins comes in. Um, from what I've seen, he isn't like. There's nothing special.
0: Yeah, sounds sexy.
1: There's nothing that he does that is, that creates buzz while fighting in the in the ring, in the ring in the cage. Uh, Curtis Blades, however, has super heavy hands. He's really light on his feet for such a big guy, and he's maintained the fact that, like, he's a lighter heavyweight, so he moves better. I think that we're going to see a knockout by Chris Blake.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I don't have a ton of interest in this fight at all. I am uh, it sounds fucked up. Again, this is one of those cards I feel like is going to be more background fodder. While I'm, uh, while I'm watching the uh, NCAA Final Four results pop up on my phone, yeah, um, I was wrong about Curtis Blades. By the way, he had a three round decision with Chris Rosenstruck. So I was wrong. He did have a fight. I did number. get
1: blasted by Derek Lewis. Yeah, prior to that. Um, prior to that, <laughs>
0: my computer's being a real big bitch. I can't even look at fucking
1: uh,
0: Chris Dukakis. So I. I can't even tell you uh, anything about him. But I, I feel like you might be right, Jess. I feel like this, he is an enormous underdog. And anytime I see an enormous underdog, that's not good. Um, But heavyweight fight, right? Anything can happen when it's a heavyweight fight. Um, by the way, he is coming off a knockout loss to the Black Beast. Wow. Yeah. So his last fight was in December. He got knocked out by the Black Derrick Lewis.
1: Plays spoiler. That's it. Boy,
0: these guys have something common, and it's they both got knocked out by the Black Beast. Um,
1: Jess, I'm good with. Oh,
0: uh, Mazidal Colby. Yes,
1: yeah, so let's talk about that just for a minute. Before I just
0: we... want to open the floor to you because yeah. I I I want to be honest with you. I don't know, but I don't want to spend a ton of time on this. I'm just I'm just I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed.
1: I'm going to give this to you two ways. I'm going to give this to you two ways, folks. Here it goes. Uh, Masvidal and Colby, uh, at one point in time, I guess they were friends. Something happened. They used to train together. Now they don't. They they finally fought each other. Colby won a very convincing uh, decision win over Masvidal. Uh, Not anything special. He didn't hurt Masvidal. There was no... It was mostly just Colby's outstanding wrestling, and, that's and all wrestling of us. Skills. that's really how he wins fights. It can become very frustrating. I think Mazadal is in a weird space, uh, head wise in his career, in his life. I think that there's been a lot of things, a lot of losses that have happened, uh, as far as like in the in the cage, uh, money concern, as far as like where he where is he getting that money? Is he going to go pro wrestler? Is he going to go, uh, you know, stage hand and create his own business? Uh, I think he's got too many hands in the pot, man, and, and his head's not on straight. And then that loss to Colby kind of set everything off. Whatever was said after the fight or during the fight, Masvidal said, I don't care about this. It's still – it's when it's on, it's uh, side-on scene. And so – or it's on, you know, like as soon as I see him. I believe Colby came back and said, you know what, let it happen. If I see him, I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, a lot of people said it was – you know, entertainment value only. And then obviously master you know, with <laughs> and something else out. happened. Two things, two thoughts. One, you never sucker punch a man. You just don't. If you're a man, you walk up to that man, you turn his ass around and say, This is where it's at. I'm getting square you right. up. You square up and you do the thing. You tell him square up. That's it. That's it, That's it.
0: That's it, Jess. That's it.
1: I just don't understand the point in the sucker punch. I really don't. Number two though, as a professional fighter, as a man who goes into a cage night after night, three to four times a year, punch people in the face, kick them in the ribs, take them down, lay on top of them, drop elbows, win, lose, make some money. You do not fucking press charges like a little oh. bitch. Oh
0: wow. He's crossing the line said he's calling
1: chin. Both these men have now fallen into my category wow. of little bitches. That's nobody, no, and nobody, nobody wins. Nobody wins. When bitch. slams
0: down the gavel here, everybody's guilty and nobody wins.
1: Judge Jesse said, <laughs> bing, 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 two little bitches. Get and out
0: then, of here. And also bing bong. So, just just to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, okay? So, if you're a man and you have an issue with another man, and you're in the streets, it doesn't matter. You tap that individual on the shoulder, and you say, square up. That person's going to know the reason that you're asking them to square up. Otherwise, you wouldn't be asking them to square up. Every man knows. It's the international code. It might be because you cut that fucking dude off, uh, you know, driving 30 minutes prior. It might be family beef, personal beef, over money, over lord knows what. But the moment that someone tells you square up, that's the international code for it. This is now officially a street fight. Anything goes. All right. Um, that, so where Jorge is in the wrong is he did the opposite. He sucker punched him.
1: You don't. Sucker, if you're
0: sucker punching someone, that tells me that you don't think you could beat him in a fair fight. You don't think you could Thousands. beat him on a one on one. You don't think that you could. You don't think that if I walk through that scenario and I say, "Hey man, turn around, square up." You know, there's a chance that when you square up, that man's gonna beat you and he's gonna beat you. Whether it's whether now, what he's probably gonna do is the same thing he did in the octagon, because it's a street fight, which is he's gonna pick your ass up and dump you on a street, dump you on a concrete, dump you on a, you know what I'm saying, dump you on a curb. And that shit is not as nice and not as soft as the octagon, not as, you know what I'm saying, and it got the springs. Um, (laughs) When you're watching a street fight on Reddit, on Worldstar, on wherever you get your street fights, half of the street fights you watch, it's never the punch. It's always the impact when a dude hits the ground. Cause they're usually fight on a blacktop or fight on the street or some dumb shit like that. That's why if you ever try and fight someone, you should always be trying to fight on the ground on grass. All right. Cause if you end up getting your ass dropped, you don't want to get dropped on, on concrete. Hell um, no. So again, when you are, what the, if you are sucker punching somebody, your thought process is, I know man to man, I can't fucking beat this dude. So I'm going to try and get a leg up and this is how, so you are right. That, that in my opinion puts Jorge in a punk class. That's it's just there's no, there's no way around it. It's a bitch move and that's punk shit. I don't care how much money he has and just I'm I have the opposite thought of you. I think he's got more money than he knows what to deal with. I think he's got a lot of endorsements, he's got a lot of shit going on. And now he's reached that area where like you where you are, right? He's got too many people in his pocket and too many people telling him to make bad decisions, which is what happens when you have too many yes men around you. Um that will end badly. You are right about Colby. Colby shouldn't be pressing charges. Um, Colby could have straight up said, uh, you know what? It is what it is. This is fucking punk shit. He sucker punched me. Yeah. But that's just not who Colby is. Right. We all know who Colby is. He lives the gimmick. And any lawyer is going to tell you, hey man, if you really did chip your teeth and fucked your teeth up, and if he legitimately fucked up your Rolex, you got a lawsuit there. Sue for what's right. That's, you know, that's, unfortunately, we're in a country which is uh, Sue happy, you know, lawyer happy, ambulance chaser happy. And so Jorge now is going to be hit now where it's going to hurt him the most, which is going to be in his pocket, because now he's got to pay for lawyers. And now he just had to pay to bail his own ass out. And now he's got to pay for uh, quality control, PR control. And there, there is a enormity and ripple effect to his uh, – his, the cause and effect, if you will, the repercussions. And this is the shit he's got to deal with now. And now even if Colby says, hey, man, you know what? I just want to settle this shit out. You know what, man? Just give me – just cut me a check for $50,000 because we don't want to go through all this court shit. That's still $50,000. I don't care if – I don't care if Jorge signed a half-a-million-dollar contract. That's $50,000. $50,000 is $50,000. Some people listening to this podcast won't make $50,000 this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a lot of fucking money. So hurting him in the pocketbook. And ultimately, if you want to say Colby's a punk for that, you know, just the old school thought process of, hey, man, snitches get stitches. And why are you fucking one of the cops? You know,
1: he's a punk, too. And I do think the smartest way to hurt somebody, if you're in this section of life where you're both making money one way or the other, is the pocketbook, man.
0: And that's what Colby's going to do. And that's what Colby's going to do. But Colby already won. Colby already won. Colby beat him. Colby uh, took away from his fucking fight purse if if there was a win bonus. And Colby made more money by beating him. So Colby already won. There was no there was nothing. Again, there was not there's nothing that Colby was gonna get out of this other than now further repercussions via these lawsuits. Yeah. So Jorge fucked himself. And man, come on, just you're gonna be dumb enough to do this shit and then put yourself on the internet right afterwards. Like you just <laughs> and, then you're, and your managers putting it like again, you you just you're surrounding yourself with a bunch of dummy yes, men and shout out to our, our Florida listeners and our Miami listeners, but man, y'all got a lot of dumb people there endorsing that shit. Like, yeah. where's the where's the person? He's talking about his family, and 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 Colby said shit, disrespectful shit about his family. Where's the smart family person in your in your? Where's the smart person in your family that has the 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 head on his shoulders and goes, "Hey, man, that's cool. Let him talk that shit because you're going to make more money than him in the long run run anyway. So fuck him, ha ha ha, and keep it moving." You don't, it, go, you don't go, oh, we found out he's at the fucking cafecito over here on fucking 9, on 141st Northwest, so we're going to fucking jump in a car and go sucker punch him. What kind of shit is that? The,
1: the biggest thing is this. You can, have, you can have two good people in your corner. One person saying, hey, look, man, if you really feel that strongly, like you got to finish this like hands on hand, then go man up, square up, and tell him you don't talk shit on my family. You talk shit on my family. We do this. There ain't no going back, Kobe. We do this. One of us is getting up. One of us is walking away. That's the way it is. And then Kobe says, hey, you know what? I ain't, do- I ain't fucking with this. I'm walking away from this. I-, I don't know what you heard. I don't know what you- you've you been hearing, but I'm leaving. And then, and then you can at least leave with the satisfaction of saying, hey, you took that step as a man. You said square the fuck up. And he walked away from you. You never. I, I can't. I, I'm sorry. I just. I'm gonna go back to this again. You cannot. You never sucker punch somebody. You just I don't. Care, I don't care what. Jay, you said it perfect. When you go to that level and you gotta sucker punch somebody, it's because you know mm-hmm. that that person you're about to sucker punch. Will probably fuck you up if you square up with him. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the best only chance I got to, to beat this. Best chance I got to win this fight is to sucker punches, dude. The only best chance I got to out. best chance I got to beat this dude is to hit him with a bottle. Best chance I got to beat this dude is to, is to get a weapon involved. Man, you lost. You fucking lost.
1: Aspidale As- As lost big. In That's this, what I hey, he lost.
0: Took t- another L, and uh, in the last month, uh, two Ls there in goes. the last four weeks. I hope he's fucking happy and. More L's coming out the pocketbook. The L's are just gonna keep coming. I'm telling you, just I'm gonna make sure I tag the show every time he, he has to he he's paying out a settlement here or he's paying his lawyers or he hears something that's costing him money because all this shit's costing him money. I'm telling you, it's it, it's it's gonna fuck her. The restaurant. If he if he sucker punches dude in front of a restaurant, this restaurant's gonna sue him and say we lost business because of this. Um well he's guess, already
1: get sued by Colby, yeah, and the dude that he punched, who wasn't even Colby. It was some other guy like a buddy of Toby's. So there's he's, the getting, he's, he's, he's he's taking the biggest L that he's probably ever had in his entire life. The line and, of losses so Because because what? There's there's no there's no For rash what satisfaction. For there's what no.
0: satisfaction? What's the satisfaction? Exactly. Say, yeah, I did that. What's the satisfaction? Absolutely man. Absolutely <laughs> So and listen, and and we say it all the time, and I want to finish here because we just spent a lot of time on combat sports. But let me finish here. That's why these guys aren't doctors. That's why these guys aren't politicians. It's why these guys aren't um, creating the COVID disease. Uh, you know the, the fucking the vaccines. These guys are fighters. They lock themselves in a cage for entertainment. We cannot be surprised when they do dumb shit.
1: Jess, let's, let's, let's talk about the NFL. And then Jess, I, jump off.
0: I want to hit Tyreek Hill. the waves. We talked a lot about quarterbacks and the waves that were made because of the teams that were moving or were moving to. And now, right when we ended the show, we said, Devontae Adams just traded. What an impact this is going to make. And the impact, the the big wave here was Tyreek Hill moves away from Mahomes, moves to the AFC East. By proxy now, you look at that Miami Dolphins Lineup, and you go, holy shit, that young coach played Madden GM. He got himself a most hurt at running back. He got himself a little tight end. He's got himself some great receivers. Two has got pieces all of a sudden.
1: Jess, where where do we start? Give me some thoughts. So the Tyreek Hill stuff is interesting because uh, if I'm not mistaken, Tyreek is from the area. I think he's from Florida I, I don't know for sure I, I, I read something about him tweeting out Hey Miami I'm coming home So I'm guessing that he's got ties To the area which probably Made it easier to make that decision Along with the 140 million some yes. Contract making him the richest Wide receiver in NFL history That probably has something to do with it also
0: the idea things, That has a ton to do with it
1: Tyreek Hill Is fast Yes. We already know this Jalen Waddle is also very fast yes and both these dudes are going to be burning corners for a long time uh it, it, it's 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 such a dynamic shift for this Miami offense to go from you know your uh the, the receivers that they had before the Preston Williams and stuff which by the way I believe uh, uh Alan Hearns I believe was let go today so you have some of these guys who are Or well-rounded wide receivers. Devontae Parker is a well-rounded wide receiver. But now you go to dynamic wide receivers. Game changes. Game change. Spread changes, if you will. It's going to be hard for defenses to to keep with both these guys. Mike Gusecki was re-signed. I think that is a hugely smart idea by Mike McDaniels, who's now the head coach. Uh, to go out there, and again, this guy is a complete uh, analytical guy. He's he's uh, that that's the the range that he's at. That's how he's going to coach. Super analytic guy. Uh, he went, and like you said, man. He played a uh, you know GM on Madden and went and got himself some playmakers. Uh, Raheem Mozart is fast. Mm-hmm. He's good out of the backfield with his strength. He can also run the ball. They re-signed offensive linemen. They they did things that they need to do to not only compete with the Buffalo Bills and, and try to win back the AFC East that they haven't done in a very long time, but to also make a Super Bowl push to to let teams know hey man, the Miami Dolphins are real and we're gonna be here for a long time. I think the Tyreek Hill thing was very smart. Uh, I don't know what the fuck the Kansas City Chiefs were thinking, except for the fact that they were like, "Damn, we have over five hundred million dollars lined up in Patrick Mahomes. We have a lot of them lined up in Travis. Kelsey. I don't know if we can throw another hundred and fifty million at Tyreek. I just don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, but in the other term is the Chiefs get to. They don't really have to rebuild. They still have. Mahomes, they still have Kelsey they still got CEH so they're, they're good there right they got the core pieces still and on top of that now they've got six extra draft picks Jess every year
0: a top tier receiver falls into late in the first round why wouldn't they use that pick number 29 for that every year a top tier wide receiver falls into the second round. They have the 50th pick. Why wouldn't they use that? If Mahomes, and I'm a firm believer in this, is so great, and he is the difference maker and can make average receivers above average and above average receivers elite, why can't he do this with a first-round pick? One of those kids from Ohio State. The kid from USC that everybody's fucking fawning about. Yeah. Why can't Mahomes now? If Mahomes and the Chiefs, who tend to always be sneaky around the draft time, and uh, let's say let's say two of those kids are gone by pick number twenty-five, and they decide at pick twenty-six to go, hey, whoever the fuck you are, take twenty-nine, take fifty, and we're going to move up we've seen Andy Reid do this. We've seen the Chiefs do this. To me, Jess, I tweeted it, and I believe you nailed it. I think this is a financial scenario, and that's it. They maximized the value out of Tyreek. They realized he was going to get paid like a mother once Devontae got paid. They knew the agent phone call was coming, and they said, let's be Proactive. Let's maximize our benefits. Let's do the best we can. Let's lay it out to uh, the agents here. Hey, here are the Jets. Here are the Dolphins. Here's another team that wants them. Who's he want? Whoever he wants. As long as the package is right, we're making it happen. And they made it happen. Um, I believe this is an absolute win for both teams. I do too. And I would not be surprised if in two years from now we're going, will the Chiefs turn this into that? And the Dolphins turned this into that. So it ended up working out for both teams. Jess, we talked a lot about the AFC West last week. And uh, I'm really interested in your thoughts now. Because, I want, of course, we're going to turn this into some Buffalo talk. It feels to me now like that that second wild card is going to be very difficult to obtain and i don't know if it's going to come out of the afc east now so winning the afc east now seems more important than ever would you agree
1: oh 1000% any team in uh, whether you're in the afc west which is going to be extremely tough the east, you got three hitters
0: you got three hitters right it, there it's and insane. you don't love denver as much as i do but i love denver
1: no i now i i don't think that russell wilson I think he pushes them closer to a Super Bowl run. I don't think that they make a Super Bowl run. I don't they were think- like
0: nine they were like nine and eight last year, Jess, or eight and nine and, and yeah. that was with fucking uh, whoever the fuck their quarterback was.
1: Elvis Gerbach. I love that dude. Thank you. Uh, he was the Kansas City Chief for a while too. Uh, mm-hmm. uh I again I think that Russell makes them tough. I think he makes them contenders, but I don't think that he's gonna be able to get there. There's still flaws in that game, that offense and the defensive side of the ball that that I can see being exposed.
0: I think it's okay. Um, so I, I think it's fair to say that the Chiefs and the Chargers are somehow getting the one or two of those spots. It's the safe
1: to say Chargers <laughs> win the division over there. I don't know which yet. And whoever does
0: it is getting the wild card.
1: Then whoever doesn't gets the wild card. So whoever the AFC East is mm-hmm. different because I don't. I believe that the Jets win at least two more games than they won last year. Ah, Jesus, what's that? I, so is that three games? Three or four? I, I see. <laughs> I can see them winning four games. I actually, feel actually, like that's actually, a stretch. Actually, I'll tell like you that's this. A stretch. Let's flip this around. I think the Patriots. So I've tweeted already that I do believe the Bills win the AFC East. The the Dolphins come in second. They win like 10 games, 11 games, maybe. Bills win 12, 13 games. I think the Jets win six games. I think the Patriots, who have done jack shit in the offseason – and I don't get me wrong, Belichick is a, is a mastermind. Yeah. Come draft time. You,
0: you're gonna do this, aren't you? But
1: I don't. I believe that this is where the Patriots really fall off because uh-huh. they they've lost a lot on the defense and offensive side of the ball. Yeah, right. They're really leaving Mac Jones with jack shit to work with this season. They still got draft. have to come up with it. Don't hit they have
0: a draft. lot of picks?
1: Don't they have they a lot? No, I I think that they got their average one through seven. Uh, they, no, might, may have a, they may have a pick extra here too, but I don't think it's too many. Bill Belichick's really going to have to work the draft to find pieces to add to both sides of the ball this season. Otherwise, you're going to see the Patriots win four or five games. So Do you, God, yes, I'm telling you right now, I'm not okay. even joking. All right, so, so, here let's
0: here. so let's stop. So let's Belichick stop there. Let's stop there. Or the let's stop there. We're the Patriots. I'm saying four. I'm, or five I'm, games. I'm just going to let that take simmer. So now we're going to talk about the North. Okay, so whether Baltimore wins that division, or the Browns, we, so whoever's whoever doesn't win that division is going to be in the mix for that second playoff, that second wild card. Yeah,
1: I, I can agree with that. In
0: in the South, let's say Tennessee rolls again, right? Well, Indianapolis just got a lot better, Jess, because now they got Matt Ryan. Who did they really did, get did, a lot better? Yes, they did. I, I, yeah. Oh God, they really get so a lot better. The, yes, yes, they did.
1: Arm Matt Ryan playing in the cold. No is he more, better no. than, is
0: he better than, is he better than Wentz?
1: I, I think it's pretty, I think it's uh, just the yes uh, or
0: no, just the yes yeah. or no. No,
1: no, I don't think he's oh, that much God, better. Jess. No.
0: Okay. Well, this is where we disagree. It took us some time, but we got there. Um, Wentz is fucking terrible and they don't need Wentz. they don't need Matt Ryan to throw the ball 40 times. Jess, they need him to throw the ball 25, 30 times because they run the shit out of the ball with that great Johnny line Taylor. and those great running backs and they win games with that great defense. So my point is the defense it's gonna lost be
1: on that side of the ball too.
0: It's gonna be such a scramble for that second wild card between the fucking five teams that we just named that aren't even in the east, that it that you have to win the east to get into the playoffs. Bottom yeah, line,
1: I agree with that. That that you got part, those four or
0: five teams in the mix, Jess. Even though you, you disagree with all the other shit we just.
1: You said. have to win if you're Buffalo, if you're Miami. We got to win the East. You've got to win that division to you make. Got it. We, there, na- no, we just named. No we other just way around.
0: Fucking a, a five teams, and Lord knows what happens with the Steelers.
1: Lord knows Malik what ha- happened to the Steelers. You never know. A game ma- do. maybe Mitchell figures it out.
0: Maybe they go back to running the ball a ton. Maybe their defense is – we know their defense is always good. Tomlin's Tomlin. You know what we feel about Tomlin. We I'm do sure love Mike Tomlin. Love the AFC just got a lot better, man. It's an arms race in the AFC. It's going to be I'm, – I'm, again, it's going to be – I cannot wait. And I know, listen, we got a lot of time. And we probably – and, of course, we won't do it until after the draft. But our picks uh, – picks, our pickums. For the season is going to be very interesting.
1: The season is going to be very strange,
0: and you, I haven't even looked you know, at the schedule, it, which is going to be tougher.
1: Two teams, two teams right now that are very extremely happy that all the great quarterbacks or the better quarterbacks in the NFC have moved to the AFC: the Dallas Cowboys and the law in the Los Angeles Rams.
0: Yep, and God, the Rams just got better too,
1: and possibly even the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But it, literally, it's it's those three teams in the NFC competing against each other to try to get to the NFC Championship and and, and, and to a Super Bowl. The the Rams, the Bucks, the Cowboys. I don't see any other NFC team that holds much weight as far as talking Super Bowl run. We'll do. There's, uh... There's gonna be teams that look good because there's really bad teams in the NFC now. But the Rams, the Bucks, and your Dallas Cowboys, it is time to make a run. It, it, there's no better time. Well, than the
0: that. well the Bucks. I mean, this is it. The Bucks is clearly this is this is clearly
1: the last hurrah for Brady. If there's ever the Bucks are one. on the back end of that, by the way. the The
0: Rams, the Rams That's are coming off Super Bucs. Bowl hangover, but
1: boy, are they reloaded.
0: And the, the Cowboys, I mean, the, in my opinion, they ain't done much of shit. So they've got to have a big splash in
1: the draft. Otherwise, they still got those two great running backs that all great. Offensive uh,
0: otherwise they're just banking and, on it again. They're beating up on a shitty NFC East. And I, too, I'm not taking that bait.
1: They are going to beat up on a shitty NFC East so though. That's the thing. They're going to, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if the Cowboys sweep that division.
0: See, so, um, I want to do this. I'm dying to do this. And, and again, we're going long, but who cares? Right. Um, I cannot believe you're shitting on Matt Ryan, but I, I, I want to get away from that. Uh, one, uh, Jimmy G for two second round picks. I don't want to know what you think. I want to know if you think does that happen between now and draft day.
1: I think Jimmy G gets traded on draft day for two 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 second round picks. That's that's what the that's what we hear they asking. There cars. ain't shit. I, if you're a GM in the league. You can understand that Jimmy G has value at the quarterback position as a dink and dunk, uh, you know, primarily pocket-passing quarterback who doesn't always see the entire field, thus makes bad decisions sometimes when throwing the ball. Jimmy G is not worth two second-round picks. He's worth one-fourth. I'm telling you, fourth-round pick Jimmy G – you know, if you're Seattle, make it happen. But I, I just don't see the wait in two second round. That's huge. That's a huge investment. And so I agree Which with you. Picks is 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 enormous when it comes to draft day. I
0: think the Niners are big Not dick pretty- swinging. I think the Niners are big dick swinging because they I go think- we're. I think they go we're good playing another year with Jimmy G. We're good sitting on Lance for another fucking year. And by we're the good-
1: way, they could sit on Lance for another year.
0: We're and I
1: agree with you. I agree with you.
0: So if we can get two second rounders, then fuck it. We'll 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 take the hall and we'll do the best we can with Lance. But, but we talked about this at the end of the football season. If they do that, both of our opinions are they're washing the season. They're acknowledging that they're, they're taking a fucking bogey for the year. They're acknowledging, hey, we're not going back to the Super Bowl with Lance.
1: I heard him talk about possibly Debo. <laughs> so maybe they are thinking a wash for this next season. I mean, dude,
0: dude receivers are getting paid, and they're not going to want to pay Debo
1: what he's going to get,
0: what he's going to demand. He's going to oh, get a shitload of money.
1: That man's um, going to be paid.
0: To, to piggyback on Tyreek the way that McDaniel is going to use Tyreek is the same way that the Niners use Debo maybe not the running the ball in excess but just they're gonna find exotic ways to get him the ball um Jess we have to finish with this and again we'll do
1: a lot of NBA next week I promise
0: um what the fuck happens with Baker
1: I still, you know, I don't know, man. It, so this is this is, how bad it is this is how bad it is. It's bad. He had his, his people talk with the Carolina Panthers people. And both sides left saying, there ain't no way. I don't want him. No one was I interested here. The only team that is, has expressed any interest whatsoever in Baker Mayfield has been the Seattle Seahawks. And that's because they have no other options. Even Marcus Mariota is going to go to Atlanta. Even Jameis Winston just got signed a two-year deal in New Orleans. Baker has cornered himself into the smallest market a quarterback has ever been in for the past 15 years. Quarterbacks get paid. Even not very good quarterbacks get paid. Baker has just pigeonholed himself into a terrible situation. I think the only option that he has is possibly going to be a backup or go try to contend for a starting spot over in seattle that's literally all i can see for him right now
0: baker is officially the last girl at the dance everybody else has a dance partner everyone everyone the fat girl the too tall girl the girl that, that didn't put her makeup on right they all got they're all dancing with fucking somebody. And Baker's the last one. He's got no one to do Seattle's out there. Seattle's like, fuck. Am I gonna sit at the man? I'll, I'll am I gonna stay leaning on the wall?
1: They're like, fuck, we did just trade for Drew Locke. I mean, we just run him out. He there. can
0: play. I mean, yeah, we can dance with him. We can dance with him. Okay. So Jess, two things. One, if I'm Baker, fuck it. Take the mulligan. Take take the mulligan and sit out. And somebody is going to turn you into Mitchell Trubisky. You're going to find the right beat writer that's going to write all the right stories about how now you're healed and COVID's gone and the shoulder thing's gone and labrum's healed. And, and, and all it takes is one fucking team. That's it. You got to gamble on yourself. Uh, Two, Jess, my final question, and then you can hit all of the things And I got to get out of here. If you're the Philadelphia Eagles, do you take a look? You got a shitload of picks. I mean, not even talking about the first-round picks. Just, uh, do you take a look at Baker, or do you say, "Fuck it, we're gonna run it Hurts out there"?
1: Well, if if I'm the Eagles GM, I, I definitely would, I would poke around Baker, see what the main cause of of his inactivity in free agency has been, the money, or or what the, what the bigger issues are. I definitely want to take a look because if if I'm the GM of the Eagles, I'm obviously I haven't expressed much love or confidence in Jalen Hurts. So yeah, Baker is an option, but at the same time, his Baker may feel better than Jalen Hurts. I think he is. That's the one guy. They're both mid. They're both so mid. Yeah. So mid. You don't go mid to mid. You just try you try really hard not to to be in that situation.
0: don't go mid to mid. All right, hit the plugs. I'm done.
1: We went long. We went long, but it's okay. I want Let, you to let's do right plugs like and then get you out of here. Of so, over. folks, please, thank you for listening first off. Thank you for being a consistent listener. Thank you for all the countries and people from other countries listening in. We appreciate we every all. single one of you. Uh, Twitter people, we love all of you guys for listening in as well. Please continue to follow. Follow the show at Team Toss 21. Please follow my friend here on the other end at Valdez, spelled backwards 559. Five, He's super outrageous and, in, in everything he says. Is just fucking funny and awesome. Please follow him on Twitter. WrestleMania at
0: live Twitter. tweeting coming next weekend.
1: AEW shit all the time. It's beautiful if you're a wrestling fan. This guy will light you up for sure. Uh, follow me at JTT81, and uh, that's it, folks. We will we will listen uh, uh, to you hopefully, and uh, be back next week. Is-